Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still David Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to a bonus midweek edition of Ringing the Blues. Ahead of Millwall's trip to Adams Park on Saturday, I spoke to Gareth Ainsworth in the press session on Thursday morning, so that's to come. Plus also, we hear from Gary Staff from the Millwall podcast, No One Likes Us Talking. He'll talk us through the Millwall system and what he expects from Wickham on Saturday. But first, let's hear from the gaffer. We talk transfer windows, the big picture, the international break and a whole lot more. We learned that we need more cutting edge, without a doubt, um, and we also need to, to to limit our mistakes. You know, it's just, I've been saying that from from the first game, and uh, and we're, we're slowly getting there. But again, it's uh, it's a tough league, very tough league, and, uh, and and it's a fantastic league to be in. Um, the big thing for me is that the extra week has probably given Adebayo, Akinfen, where Dominic Gaibichi, Ikpizu, you know, more time to get fit and get ready, um, more fitness into the likes of Curtis Thompson, and who. I thought it was good against Luton. So, um, and and obviously we we brought Josh Knight in um, from Leicester in that two-week period, which has uh, been one of our big targets throughout the uh, throughout the summer window. And um, yeah, just just really getting the boys together again, and uh, and they're, they're a great bunch. You know, we've been through adversity before. We got promoted to League One only two years ago, um, which is crazy to say as a championship side you know we only got promoted to league one two years ago and then I think it took us five or six games to win that first game away at Bradford you know so um, we we definitely uh, have, uh, have got the spirit we've got the uh, the desire and the heart in here and uh, the ability we're going to have to we're going to have to up that and uh, and we'll work on that every day and, and that's going to be something that will be key this season I'm sure uh, last time we spoke, Gareth, uh, you said you were hoping to bring two, maybe three in before the window closes. You've brought Josh Knight in, like you've just mentioned. Uh, the window closes uh, tomorrow, Friday, as we speak uh, right now. Uh, is there going to be any more uh, announcements before the Millwall game? Well, we're trying, yeah. We're trying to get somebody else in. Um, it won't be three, it'll probably be two. Um, I could say uh, Josh was a big one for us. Uh, Rob's definitely back, backing me to try and get players in, but he's got to be the right players, you know, um, Everyone's got the best player, but um, <laughs> this this championship is a is a top level, you know, a real tough level as well. So we've got to make sure that whoever comes in is uh, is is going to improve what we've got, what fits in the culture, and uh, and obviously that's uh, that's important. So we we just need to make sure that uh, you know we're we're making all the calls we can. I mean, there's a lot going on. We've got Millwall to prepare for. We've got all the COVID stuff flying around, and and there's testing going on and all sorts every every week, and then. Um, at the end of it, we, you know, we've got to prepare for this for this game. It's uh, it's crazy, and a, and a million agents calling me a day as well. So it's uh, it is the mental life of a football manager, which uh, which I really really enjoy and love. Um, and we'll see what we can do in the next 24 hours because uh, definitely a space for I, I think it'll be a bit more creative going forward. That'd be that'd be great. Um, but I've got a sneaking suspicion I might have someone in the building who can do that as well. Um, but um, I'll say no more on that. We uh, we're just hopeful that we can uh, we can get this team firing, get our first win, get our first goal. Not really proud of the boys and 
and took that, that first four games now to uh, to really hit home and what they're going to need and what it's going to take to start getting points on the board in the Championship. Intriguing. Perhaps someone already in the building. OK, so international break presents another challenge now because you know, you've know you got a, a full international from, from one of the home nations. Uh, has that been a challenge, losing Daryl for a bit of time while he does his international thing? Um, all I can say is I'm immensely proud. Uh, I won't be as proud as Daryl and Daryl's family. I mean, that's an amazing achievement uh, when you think about playing for your country. When you actually say those words, that's just phenomenal. Um, I would never stop anyone playing for their country and... Uh, and amazingly proud of him um, and Wickham should be proud of him as well because they're a full international you know and like you say the home nations I don't think that's happened for quite some time here and and that's um, that's testament to Daryl um, and what he's done and I'm hoping that, that you know him playing again in the championship has, has really put him on the map again as well because he's been he's been one of our star performers of, of, the, of the games you know he's, he really does look a threat going forward so to see him play last night was great I wish it had been Tuesday night, but it was Wednesday night and uh, makes it closer to the game. And uh, I was glad when he, he jogged off uh, when he when he was replaced and he didn't have he didn't limp off. So there's many positives there, but um, we'll have to assess Daryl now and, uh, and see where he is for this game because um, we got a we got a heck of a run now. Um, you know, we've got six games in three weeks, um, and and that's going to be a test for any team, never mind uh, Wickham Wanderers with our squad. But um, now Daryl feature definitely in the in these upcoming games he's a he's a quality player and uh, and a, a real great lad to, to to match that you know a real real warrior and uh, and down to earth guy fits us perfectly um just uh if we do need to rest him then somebody get an opportunity to step up but um no big player for his down and, uh, and like i say really proud it's nice to talk about football again, um, but it has been uh, a pretty crazy week uh, off the pitch for football once more with this project big picture. Uh, Premier League have, have voted it down, but this perhaps is just a start for a tricky period of funding, especially in the Championship. Yeah, um, it seemed like the Championship was missed out a bit in the project uh, big picture, wasn't it? But uh, I'm sure there would have been contingencies for the Championship. I think they see us now as a as the second Premier League, you know, which again is phenomenal for Wickham to be in there, but really and truly it's not, you know, we, we, uh, we're still going to need help fund wise and, uh, but not as much help as leagues one and leagues two. Um, I'm not going to be the manager that got out of league to league one and, and got to the championship and, and, and forgot where we came from. I, I am a big advocate of money trickling down to leagues one and especially leagues two and even the national league. I, I'm so proud of our pyramid Growing up as a kid, you look at the 92 teams, 92 teams in, in one small country. You, you know, it, it's just brilliant. And it, that's why football is so big in this country. The Premier League is so big because of the history in this country, because of, because of the passion. And that passion is, is started because we had 92 teams and everyone had their team close to them. They could all go and watch them. That's why we're so big in this country. So we can't forget that. Um, so don't just start running around and... You know these these big teams thinking that the '92 haven't played their part. They certainly have, and they they need to be kept going. You know Barry Macclesfield played at both those grounds, scored at both those grounds. You know real proud moments for me in my career. Um, really sad to see them go, and I'd hate to see any more go. You know we we are we are that country that we love our history, we love our 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 culture and our roots, and and football is embedded right in there. You know, um, hopefully we can keep all these clubs alive. And keep what a fantastic pyramid we've got without people running away with billions and billions. But um, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I'm just <clears throat> hoping that 
the sensible heads get in charge of it all and uh, and they can run it rather than uh, some of the dreamers. But let's see. The original proposal was it was reducing the size of that 92 and making promotion, especially from the championship, more difficult. Sounds like you were uh, with the majority of the fans by, by being against it, Gareth. Is that right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not nailing my, my colours to any mast. Uh, I, if I'm being totally honest, Phil, um, to have a look at the detail... Uh, it's something I, I didn't really get into. I've got enough on my plate rather than running running through a whole detail of of, uh, of of this new proposal. So I can't comment until I knew every little full stop and every little dot on the eyes. And uh, you know, it's a it's a tough proposal, I'm sure, to get through anywhere. Um, I just I'm an advocate of keeping keeping as many teams going as we can. And if it's the 92 pyramid, great. I know they wanted to go to 18, and that would have dropped two off the bottom, uh, and it would have gone to 90. But um, that's all very well, but what if you wanted the two off the bottom, you know? it's uh, it, The passion in Macclesfield fans is the same passion in Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. The, the same passion. It's the same passion. There's no... There's no more. There's no more or less passion. So why why would one person have to suffer when the others don't? You know, it's uh, it's a tough one to call. So I'm not going to call it. And uh, I'm, like I say, I'm not nailing my colours to the mast. I always make the best of every situation. I'm a big believer in get on top of the wave and ride it whichever way it's going and make the best of it. Um, I just hope that the people at the top make the right decisions. I remember there was a time when you were aware of sort of the value of every hot dog, every beer that was sold at Wickham. Is it a relief now to have some some kind of help with the leadership and financial aspects of the club now, just to to concentrate on the football, I suppose? Yeah, I mean Andrew Howard coming in was brilliant for me. It made me a big aware of, of everything that was going on and, and the business side of football and the diploma I did again, all that sort of stuff. So I still am really into that um, and and still have a big hand on on that, how we spend and what we spend. And Rob Keogh actually. Pushing me to spend more sometimes, saying well, you know we're not not the Wickham of old, and, and we we have got this bit, and uh, and that's the likes of Josh Knight coming in, you know, being able to acquire a player like that from a Premier League team is fantastic, and De- Dennis Adenovan, you know, so because we're not paying peanuts for them, we, you know, you have to pay good money for good players, and and so it's uh, it, the days uh, will never be forgotten. Uh, I just wish I could uh, tell you the price of a hot dog and pies now because. Uh, I don't need to because there's no fans in and that really is affecting us. It's really hurting us, uh, especially when you see the Finland game last night with 6,000 there. Um, seems crazy. Uh, I just hope we can get these fans back in because believe me, we need them. Um, I've said all along, always when I wrote my notes and everything, we always need the fans. And uh, I think the Rotherham game, the Swansea game at home, we've needed those fans to give us that boost at the right time and they just are not allowed in. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping we can get them back soon but the way things seem at the moment, it's uh, it's going to be quite a, quite a while. But hopefully, we can sort everything out. My job's get the points on the board and uh, and keep this team in the championship. Um, I'd love the fans to come and experience it with me, but um, we'll have to do without them for now. Right, on the line now is Gary Staff from the No One Likes Us Talking podcast. Gary, let's, let's talk a little bit about the start to the season, four games before the international break in the league. You know, Millwall mid-table, are you, are you satisfied with that? Um, yeah, more than satisfied. Um, I thought we could have got something more out of the Swansea game, which probably would have kept us in the uh, playoff region. We might have even been in it, I think, if we'd have had the right result. Uh, we had one or two decisions go um, against us in that game. 
but we had a good start. We had uh, two clean sheets, first two games, um, a good win away at Rotherham, which, um, which is not an easy place to go, um, and which is strange for us because I think the last three seasons we haven't won an away game uh, until the new year. So it was a bit of a bit of a break of the norm for that one, really. But I'm happy. My biggest worry um, is we are still very light up front. So I'm hoping in the next couple of days before the transfer window finishes, we will hopefully get something in that area or hear news that Troy Parrott uh, will be back in the team um, sooner rather than later. And maybe that's why we don't go into the um, transfer market. But as I say, we've had a good start. We're a solid start and uh, I'm happy. Yeah, I was hoping Troy Parrott was going to play because, you know, I was thinking up front, is he, is he going to play off the shoulder, do you reckon? Um, well, I would like to see like the old-fashioned Millwall style coming back in a little bit. I know we, we like to pass it around a lot at the moment, which is nice to see. Um, but I would like to see him play off the shoulder of Matt Smith. Matt Smith is a monster. No, he doesn't take falls gladly. He wins loads of headers. Top scorer last season. Um, and I think that's the most he scored, goals he's scored in his career in one season as well. We worked for him. It's always been a fit that I've always wanted. Finally got him and it's proven to be a point. And someone like Parrot playing off someone like uh, Matt Smith would be fantastic. Right, let's talk about the team then for Saturday. What's the system that Gary Rowett likes to employ? Um, recently, it's been... Um, bit chop and change it, but I think his go-to is at the moment is 5-3-1-1 so that would be like for example Barton goal with your back three uh, middle three of it would be Cooper Hutchinson and Pierce on the left I'd like to see him start playing uh, Wallace again but that's my pref- preference um, and then on the right wing you have um, Romeo through the middle um, our preference is always going to be Woods um, we have Leonard and either side you'll either have Bennett or or Wallace and then up front you would have either Smith Bradshaw or if Parrot comes back I know Bod Farson's floating around the team but he's normally like a second half sub that comes on at the moment but that would be the main structure of the team at the moment um, and what um, about the style is it is it getting the ball forwards quickly or is it more of a passing passing setup? to be honest it's changed since Gary uh, took over. It's um, it's a slow build-up at the moment, which doesn't necessarily uh, lend itself to Millwall fans because we we've always preferred a more of attacking team. But I think the slowness I think comes from the amount of players we've got up front um, and the goodness I think of the players we've got up front. I think he's working to our strengths, which are a slow build-up, working through Bennett and Wallace on the wings. And it's good to see Bradshaw getting back on the score sheet last week. So hopefully that'll be the start of good things to come as well because he's not a bad player. He works really, really hard up front. So he must be confident coming into the game seeing uh, Wickham haven't yet scored a goal in the championship. We've already had an away win. So he, do you think you can build on that at Adams Park on Saturday? You obviously not looked at Mill's history. We hate a banana skin. <laughs> Typically, we probably will go and uh, win 2-3-0. And that would surprise everyone. But if it's going to be a typical Millwall performance, like we discussed uh, the other day, I would go probably an, an away draw with him to finally get on the scoreboard because we are one of those teams that will always allow teams to do that for some reason. Um, and I think, like you said, it would be a score draw, if I'm being fair. 
Very good. Okay, and I've got to ask you about Gareth Ainsworth because he was heavily linked to the manager's job at the New Den. Gary Rowett has got the nod, he's doing well. Um, but would you have welcomed someone like Gareth Ainsworth taking the reins? Personally, I felt, did feel he had a job to finish at Wickham before he took a step up. He didn't have, for want of a better way of putting it, any kind of success to say, I can bring that to the club. He just had a good, solid grounding. Um, so, yes, I'd have, I'd accepted him, but I feel I've, like Gary Rowett, I would have liked to have had a bit more experience. Um, and I, I don't know if this is common knowledge or not. I know he actually think, I think he actually even got offered the job before Gary took over. But I'm happy with Gary, uh, but I would have been happy with um, Gareth. But I think personally, there'd have always been that niggling in my mind. He's not finished the job he started at Wickham. And I think once he finishes the job at Wickham, he then go on to something bigger. It was reported that he got offered the job at Sunderland. A few of their fans saying he'd have to have his hair cut if he was to do a job <laughs> for a massive club like Sunderland. Would that be the same case at Millwall? Definitely not. I think we can accept a few random haircuts at Millwall. Uh, Gary, thank you very much for your time. And it's such a shame no we problem. can't welcome Millwall fans to Adams Park on Saturday. But enjoy watching the game from, uh, from the comfort of home or wherever you're tuning in from. Indeed, I probably would have uh, been there as well because Wickham's not too far from where I live. So, um, yep, fingers crossed for a great game on Saturday. I'll be watching on uh, my TV with my son in the front room on Saturday. So, thank you to Gareth Ainsworth and Gary Staff. Wickham Millwall, three o'clock kickoff this Saturday. It'll be live on BBC Three Counties Radio and I follow with me and Jeff Doyle. Will Wickham get their first goal in the Championship? Perhaps their first point or even points? Will it be a win? You'll have to tune in to find out. Right, the podcast will be back as normal on Sunday slash Monday. As ever, come on you blues.